and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert. You're listening to the City World Radio Network, high-definition digital radio broadcasting from the city to the world, www.cityworldradio.com. Welcome to Morph Mom Moments, and I welcome all my listeners who have my returning listeners tonight, and as well as those who are new to us tonight as well. We have a great night of talk. Um, I'm thrilled and honored, uh, and I just can't tell you how excited I am to have my amazing guest tonight, Jen Gefsky of Apray, and we're about to get into that very soon. Uh, but for those of you who are new tonight, I just want to give a quick explanation of sort of what you're getting yourselves into with Morph Mom. And for those of you who are returning, bear with me. I promise I'll be quick. Um, so my name is Kathleen Smith and I started Morph Mom about four years ago and you'll learn ironically that, um, Jen and I have a very common theme in what we do and sort of a common, uh, idea of how we can go out there and help women. You're going to hear about that tonight. And I'm, uh, an example of exactly what it is that Jen is doing now and why I started what I'm doing. I was a prosecutor for many years, had kids, stopped 14 years later, 
I can't believe 14 years has gone by. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do now? Well, of course I'm going to continue to be a prosecutor. Well, the prosecutor's office felt differently. <laughs> and so, And it was probably the right way to feel. So about 14 years later, I had to figure out what to do. And I thought, well, rather than reinventing the wheel... Let's go out and talk to the women who have done something and figured out what it is to do and how they did it and the steps that they took to get there. And let's share those stories with others who are in the same boat. So Morph Mom began. Uh, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I knew I could interview people as an attorney, but other than that, I could barely email anyone. So the thought of doing a website was absolutely terrifying. But I thought, you know what? I was so determined to go tell their stories, I was going to figure it out. Um, the following year... There's, the following year, I did. Uh, I started to write for the Huffington Post, and now there are columns on there about these amazing stories. We have over 600 stories around the country of women who just have amazing stories to share, and more importantly, are interested in paying it forward and helping others to sort of give the steps that they took and their stories and their journeys. And it really is just a fascinating journey into how women have overcome certain things and have figured out how to get where they want to be. Um, and by the way, those of you listening, if anyone would like to call in tonight, it's 212-631-7553. And Jen and I are also, by the way, trying a new something tonight. It is Now, for those younger people out there, you're thinking, this is not new, it's been around forever. But we sort of just figured it out before. Facebook Going Facebook I think it Live. Is new. I it think is it new. is new. Yeah, no, it's new. All right, that makes me feel better. We're not so old. <laughs> We're not that old. So, for those of you following us on Facebook, tie or tune in or whatever it is you would do we're going to be facebooking live so you can actually see what it's like behind the scenes at the radio show tonight so i encourage all of you to do that as well so getting that so i wrote for huffington post the second year the third year we started um adding cocktail parties i was traveling around the country and realizing that some people it was great to watch something on the internet but some needed to connect on an actual human level so we now host cocktail parties around the country we have a speaker series. We have classes now that we've begun, um, a, a master class for those who already have an idea and need sort of, um, we call it a fish tank who need, as opposed to shark tank, who need a little guidance, maybe a little investing. Uh, and then we have a class called, hmm, what do I do next? For those of you who were like I was 14 years ago and couldn't figure out where to even begin. Um, and now the radio show, which is so exciting and so fun. And I promise those of you out there very in, in moments away of speaking with Jen from Epre. But um, I just want to mention something tonight that is very new to Morph Mom and very exciting and is happening this Saturday. We decided that this was great that we have all these, as I said, but each year we add something new. The most recent thing we've added is called Morph Mom Goes To. So many times there are women who just want to get involved in a cause or get involved in something but not do it alone. And maybe it's not going back to work, but maybe it's, maybe it's doing a, a breast cancer walk or maybe it's supporting a cause that they feel strongly about or maybe it's going to a show that the benefits will go to a charity that they appreciate or want to become involved with. So rather than do, than do it alone, and as the Morph Mom mantra is, that we do this together and we do it as a collective group, as an army of Morph Moms, we're now going to bring this into that world as well. So our inaugural Morph Mom Goes To is this uh, Saturday, and it's uh, Move for Minds, which is an Alzheimer's uh, event thrown or supported by Maria Shriver. And for those of you out there, it really is an absolutely amazing cause. And I just want to give you this fact. Every 66 seconds, a brain develops Alzheimer's, and two-thirds of them belong to women. A woman in her early 60s is about two times as likely to develop Alzheimer's and breast cancer over the re remainder of her life. 
By 2050, 16 million brains will have fallen victim, and a majority of them will belong to our mothers, sisters, daughters, and friends. So need I say more? I, I, would, I encourage you all to join me in this latest endeavor, Morph Mom Goes To, and again, it's Move for Minds. It's held at the Equinox Sports Club. Uh, there will be in six cities, and they're going to go from two to five simultaneously this Saturday, all in different cities. I'm going to be at the New York City one, and if anyone's interested, I encourage you to reach out to me on morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H.com. If you'd like to join us in New York City, or if you're interested in the other cities as well, I will give you all of the information, but... From that statistic alone, I think it's impossible to not want to become involved with this, um, as it will touch all of us somehow with a relative, with a friend. And uh, having been through it with my grandmother, it is, it's just a terrible thing. And, you know, we need to get on this. We need the research going. And this is what a way uh, I think Maria Shriver has started just the most amazing way to begin this. So, again, it's called Move for Minds. And if you're interested, come to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com. Reach out to me, and I will get you all of the information. And I'd love for you to join us with Morph Mom Goes To this Saturday at the Equinox on the Upper West Side in New York City for Move for Minds. So enough about me. And without further ado, (laughs) let's switch over to Jen. Uh, Jen, I am thrilled to have you here tonight. I... uh, I can't even tell you how much fun we've had since we've met. And you may be hearing from Jen many more Thursdays because I think I have a co-host in the making as well. Uh, I'm excited about that concept, yes. Uh, it's, the night is young. Um. <laughs> yeah, we'll see in the next 55 right. minutes how it goes. Um, and again, those of you joining in tonight, 212-631-7553, call in and occasionally check your Facebook uh, feeds. Yes. Because Jen and I are trying to do Facebook Live as we go through this tonight. Yes, it does this horrible thing, though, that you, you film the video and it, and it does a still picture. And we've both, uh, we both tried it. And the still picture that comes up is the most horrendous picture of both of us. I mean, look at this picture. Oh, that's great. Yeah. If anyone wants to see it, go to my Facebook page, Jennifer Gefsky, and you will see it. It's like, it couldn't be a, a more horrible picture. We don't look at us, all like yet. that. No, just we're, so everybody we're much knows. more attractive than what's being shown on Facebook right now. I just want to say that. Yeah. And I want to welcome Mariah tonight, too, as our special co-host. Yes. Um, so, Jen, tell us about yourself. Now, as I, yeah. as I explained, Jen and I... Um, do we something yeah. it's a similar thing and again we talked about this earlier tonight uh, ironically somebody came up to me and said oh you know there's there's so much competition out there and so many women doing this and i my response to that to that is there could be nothing better right. how much better is that all of these women are trying to help all of these other women and right. i don't look at, the, at at this competitive thing i think hand in hand we can do a tremendous amount for people who need it yes Um, So that being said, tell us about what you do. Yes. Well, we're certainly not in competition in any way. It's very exciting. Maybe for FaceTime Live tonight, though. For those of you who have not met your host tonight, she is such an inspiration. She truly is, really. I I just, I love her. I think she's amazing. I think she is exactly, it's true. She's exactly, she's rolling her eyes. She's exactly... What we believe in sort of women who, who I am trying to help, who I am the, the person I'm trying to help. Um, so I'll pray just to tell you a little bit about what we're doing. Um, my co-founder and I, Nicole Kroll, um, started a digital recruiting platform that basically our entire mission, we're doing Facebook Live, <laughs> our entire mission is to help women who have taken a career break, re-enter the workforce. And so there's this tremendous group of women out there. We um, estimate in the millions in the United States alone that are at least college educated, 
many with graduate degrees who have taken career breaks, little pauses in their career, um, typically to care for family members. And like you said, you mentioned Alzheimer's. And, you know, we just got an email from one of our members yesterday about her career break was because she was caring for her grandmother with Alzheimer's. Um, and when, you know, these women try and reenter the workforce, it's incredibly difficult. And I had the same experience. We're both lawyers. Our background, we're both lawyers. Um, I had a, a very good career. I took a career break because I became the cliche of I wasn't doing anything well. I'm sure everyone listening to this can can relate to that. I was not being a great mom. I was not doing a great job at work. I was being spread too thin. And I decided to take a career break and opt out. And, um, you know, it was a very difficult decision for me. Um, I will say, though, when I made the decision, it was the first time ex- I exhaled, probably after I had kids. And, um, you know, so when it was time for me to reenter the workforce, I have three kids. When it was time for me to go back in, I realized, oh, my gosh, there's nothing out there to help women who fall into my category. You know, sort of we spent a lot of time, effort, and energy being well-educated. We had successful careers. And when it came time to reenter the workforce – there was just no help really out there. And so uh, Nicole and I decided to start Apre, and it's at apregroup.com, A-P-R-E-S group.com. And our goal is to connect women who are reentering the workforce with companies that are really seeking gender diversity, talent, um, and are very interested in helping women come back into corporate America and nonprofits as well. So we're very excited. We launched just a few weeks ago and the response has been tremendous from both our members. We already have 10,000 members. We have major companies reaching out to us from not only in the United States, but globally. It's not just a U.S. phenomenon. So if you're out there listening to this, you're not alone. There are a lot of women that fall into this category of trying to reenter the workforce. Um, and uh, you're not alone in the United States. There's women around the world. And it's really, you know, it's sort of a revolution, I feel. We're on the, we're on sort of the crest of a wave of a revolution. And it's very exciting. And, and Jen and I were talking about this earlier, how you leave the workforce for whatever reason, then you come back and you, you're sort of at a standstill. You're thinking, where do I go? What do I do? Where's my confidence? But what gets completely ignored or not recognized is all the skills that we've been using all that time. We're not in there. If it's organizing, if it's delegating, if it's uh, commanding, whatever it is. And these are skills that are so invaluable. And yet yes. how you translate that to the workforce is I think where you're sort of stuck in an obstacle. You're like, well, how do I explain that I could organize 80 women to do this and I right. could get my kids to Usually, <laughs> most right. of the things they had to get to. Right. Occasionally, dinner. Sometimes mine was. I, I failed about, on like, the dinner. Driving room. a kid to the emergency room with his right. head gashed open and blood going everywhere, and he's screaming, and the other kids screaming, and you're trying to get to the emergency room, right? And it's like it's a high pressure situation. And I can tell you that I had a very high stressful career, um, and yet all of that doesn't compare to being a woman who stays at home with her kids. It's very difficult, and I think it's underestimated. Um, I learned a tremendous amount. You learn a tremendous amount of patience, empowering others. These are all skills that are amazingly transferable to the workforce, and I think that companies are just waking up to this fact that there's these amazing women, this untapped market of talent that's out there, and um, 
And we're really excited about making a change and really making it easier for women to get back into the workforce. And like you just mentioned, even like that trip, and many of you out there understand, like that trip to the emergency room. Who hasn't had it, right? And you've got three other kids at the same time who have to be somewhere at the same time. And you're responsible for carpool that night. There's 17 (laughs) other kids that you're responsible for at the same time. So you're multitasking the entire time as well, which I still think is one of the most invaluable traits that you can have. And yet again... It's just overlooked that when right. you're gone, what we could bring back into the workforce is astounding. What we have acquired just from doing that, I think, has made us, there's really nothing we can't handle. And, and I, I, I challenge others who say that we can't multitask well, too, at the same time. We I can agree. keep yeah. 18 things going at once. Right. Now, I a totally couple agree. balls get dropped. Now, in my <laughs> case, mm, a few more balls got dropped than others. <laughs> I'm going to say cereal. I was supposed to pick that kid up when? <laughs> I've gotten those calls too, right? It's like, your ooh. kid is here. They're the last one. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll be right there. This is my bad story to share. And we're on FaceTime Live, by the way, for those who are watching. Which yeah. is probably not the best story to share at this time. But there were the times where you'd show, at least it was my own kid that I left in the field, <laughs> that I would show up and I'd be like, oh, wait, practice didn't end at six. At, I mean, at eight? No, it ended at six. And it's, right. it was dark at six. So that's why practice ended. Like right. idea and showing up. I remember one time I showed up and my poor little guy was sitting there with, uh, we have a guy in town who is just famous and so kind who sells hot dogs. And he sat with my guy for two hours <laughs> in the dark feeding him hot dogs, but he had dinner, which was amazing. That was great. That was good for you. <laughs> and I am so indebted to him forever yeah. and ever and ever for the two hours. Guy. And he sort of looked at me and said, you know, when it gets dark, they can't really play the sports outside. <laughs> He's like, no problem me staying yeah. here. But, you know, in, in future, you yeah. might want to think yeah. about the, the time change and when it gets dark. Yeah. But So we've all been through that stuff. But, you know, we handle it. We get over it. But the same yeah. thing, bringing that into the workforce. When things don't go well, we can sort of manage it. And, you know, what what's going to be prioritized at that time as opposed to right. what things we can sort of not have to deal with. Well, I just know from my own experience, I think about myself as my 28 years old self or my 30 year old self. I'm so much better now (laughs) than I was. Well, we were just talking about this. The thirties are a rough decade, right? I mean, twenties are great. Thirties are tough. Forties are a little bit better, I feel like. And so a lot of the women that we're in our demographic is they're in their forties. They're sort of, their kids are in school. They're ready to reenter the workforce. Um, you know, 40s, early 50s, and, and and frankly, late 30s too. So we'll we'll include them as well. <laughs> we'll include the late 30s. But you know, it, there's a lot of life experience there that shouldn't be overlooked. And I think about myself and how I was when I was 30 compared to how I am now. Things that ruffled my feathers when I was 30. I mean, please don't even bother me now, right? <laughs> Weird. I was talking about this today with a friend who said. Um, it was, it was a pretty funny story, actually. So she had had a babysitter that was going to come. She had, had not gone away with her husband in 25 years, and they were going to go away for a weekend, and they booked a babysitter. And the babysitter is called and said, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't come. I'm committed to somebody else. And she said, oh, okay. And she said, but, but who? And it was a good friend of hers. And she said, oh, that's unfortunate. She said, yeah, she's having a big 50th. And she said, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, you can't come help me because you need to help her. But I wasn't invited to that 50th. <laughs> like, well, Hold on a second. She's a good friend of mine. Yeah. And we're actually talking about that like years ago, you would have been devastated and said, right. oh. Now you're just like, thank and now goodness. You're like, oh, thank goodness so, I wasn't invited to that party. God, I can watch Game of Thrones now. <laughs> I've been dying to get back to that. Like, I, I can get back to my so DVR. True. Yeah. It's yeah. a whole different world now. And I think the things that were important to you then 
it's a, it's just a very different perspective. Right. I think. Exactly. And um, yes. and we're sitting with Mariah and Jade who are very young, so I promise you it's all good where you are right yeah. now, too. No, it's good. It just goes downhill from here and then it, it comes That's back right. up, right? <laughs> <laughs> it comes back. Don't worry. So, Jen, tell us now, for those of you joining us tonight, welcome to Morph Mom Moments. And we're thrilled to have you all here. If anyone's interested in calling in, it's 212 631 7553 and I'm sitting with just the amazing Jen from Apray and you're going to hear about this again um again just helping women helping us to figure out what to do next how to get there and sort of making it a little bit easier making this journey a little bit easier but also I think instilling the confidence back that we deserve we deservedly should have that confidence and it's not fair that it's stripped away right and whether you need to go back tomorrow or you're opting to go back, whatever it is, we're all sort of in the same boat and feeling it's, it's a trying time, I think. It's a try and, to try and understand sort of who you are and do you have to reinvent yourself or who, what are your strengths now? Are they same as they were 20 years ago? Are they different? Are they just, rein, you know, are you looking at it from a different perspective? And all of these things go into it. Um, so tell me about how you decided to come up with this. Well, you know, it was from my own experience. So um, as we talked about before, I was a person who took time out of the workforce. And when I was looking to reenter the workforce, I realized there's literally like nothing out there to help me. And it was crazy because I felt like I knew a lot of women like me who had careers, who were successful. And then when it came time to go back into the workforce there was just nothing there was no help and you talked about the confidence issue and I think you're hitting on a really important point because when we were building out our platform and what we're doing at our prey one of the main things we realized is this group as a whole women who worked and well-educated and had careers and took time out across the board regardless of how well-educated they were they could be Harvard undergraduate and Harvard business school and great career and they took time out and they lack confidence. It's astounding to me, really. I think it's really amazing that across the board that this demographic as a whole is lacking confidence. And so the question is why? Why across the board is this group lacking confidence? And I think it's because corporate America is not out there saying we value your skills. We want you back in the workforce. Uh, and it's and it's wrong. I think it's beginning to change. I hope we're going to be a part of that change. But I think companies are just waking up to the fact that there's millions of women in the United States that would make incredible employees, and um, and they're out there, and they're eager to come back. They're done opting out. They're re-energized about returning to the workforce. They're hitting the prime of their career. They have life experience and work experience that are invaluable. And by the way, they're really loyal. You know, I think one of the things we say to companies when we go out and we're literally going company to company to company, talking to every possible company that will listen and advocating for this group, is that this is like, this is somebody who's re-energized and who's going to be loyal, who's going to be grateful for the opportunity to come back in. And that goes a long way in today's work environment. You know, the millennial workforce is great. Um, essential, if you will. But, you know, the average time they stay at a company is just over two years. The average time they stay at home is until they're 28. And so, you know, there's a lot of sort of not 
a strong amount of reliability from that employee. And companies are looking for loyalty, um, somebody who's going to be there, somebody who's going willing to empower others. Uh, and so I think this demographic really can can be a strong component of any workforce. But in addition to that, and one of the things I experienced, and I'll be curious about your experience, is that when I was in the workforce, I didn't have a good female mentor. And I think it really played a critical role in the trajectory of my career because there was no woman that I could turn to to say, how did you deal with this? And when you had kids and you were tired and you were uh, hormonal, how did you deal with the demanding boss and the traveling and the this and that? And, And I think what this demographic can add into the workforce is to be great female mentors for the millennial workforce coming up. I think it's really important. And by the way, the female uh, millennial employees that are out there are saying they want that. They want female mentors, rightfully it's, so. It's so interesting. So I have a daughter who's 20 years old who's sort of going through this. Which and is Mariah, shocking. How is that possible? <laughs> well, I just don't know. I defy science. <laughs> Until you now – see, as a radio face, I could get away with that. But now that we're on Facebook Live and you can see oh, how old I look. <laughs> You guys got listeners. We do. Really? That's so exciting. So if you're on Facebook Live right now, if you want to comment, if you don't feel comfortable calling in, which you can on 212-631-7553, you can also comment on FaceTime at Facebook Live. This is how old I am. I don't know if it's FaceTime, Facebook. Facebook Live. And Mariah can pass us the comments. But now, Mariah, I want you to twist the camera towards you and Jade as we're oh. sitting here with younger women in the studio. <laughs> and the sunsets going over the <laughs> Two the of my side. favorite people in the entire world. They're the best. So, Mariah, I have a question for you, and I'm going to come back to what Jen asked me about what it was like with a female mentor. But now, how did, did you, you have guys- one? No, not really. Right. You know, it's exactly. funny, and I'll tell you guys how horrific it was to going in gaining 100 pounds. Is this, by the way, is Facebook Live giving away the fact that you're drinking a beer and I'm drinking a wine? Yeah, so glass. cheers to all of you. For all of you joining us tonight, we'd like you to raise your glasses. <laughs> cheer us all. Which I'm sure every listener is. Yes. I hope you guys are drinking wine. We are, and beer. For those of you the Irish girls like me. So, Mariah and Jade, I actually have a question for you guys tonight. As Jen just was asking about... Um, the importance of a female mentor and what you do. So now Jade is a musician and Mariah, are, do you tell us about what you do as well? I'm a singer songwriter as well. So like Jade and I are, I'm like, Oh, sorry. I'm a singer songwriter <laughs> as well. So Jade and I are in a band together and, um, I actually took a backseat on working corporate, uh, since January I stopped working corporate. So. And what were you doing before? Uh, I was working in claims. Uh, I worked for a company called Hospitals Insurance Company, and I was a claims associate. So, so now you've devoted yourself now to music. To music. Mm-hmm. Now, as Jen was saying about female mentors, do you guys feel in that field that you have female mentors, like older women, as mentors for you in this field? In the field of music? It just in, in music, just in general. Mm. It's so much better than when we were growing up, right? I mean, when we were growing up, I remember we had very few female artists. And now, I mean, there was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to age myself. But like (laughs) Stevie Nicks and Pat Benatar, (laughs) right? Um, Madonna. Madonna was very influential. Madonna was. Yeah. That's true. She was amazing. I mean, she was real. I try and tell my kids today, like, you don't have somebody who's so... I mean, Taylor Swift, who I love Taylor Swift, but like, <laughs> you don't have someone who's like changing the, the, the dynamic, who's really, yeah. 
Oh, Beyonce. Beyonce. Oh, that's yeah. a good and I one. I love Beyonce, and Beyonce. I do. I love Beyonce, and um, I think she's amazing. Yeah. And incredibly talented and hardworking, which I don't think should be overlooked. Um, I don't know how much she's changing the the dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, Madonna really changed the dynamic. I mean, she was really the first one out there saying... Yeah, I think it's because Madonna was more like before her time, kind of like she changed yeah. the scene. She totally changed so, the scene. Yeah. Do you feel like you have somebody like that now, though? Right now, uh, not, really. not to put <laughs> you on the They're all the spot. same. No, I, I feel like in music right now, everybody is going for Lady the same Gaga, sound. Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga true. changed uh, a yeah. lot drastically. She was she came out and she was very poppy, and now she's doing her thing with uh, Tony Bennett, and, like really going deep into her sound, you know. And I really appreciate that. Like, I do too. I yeah. feel like she came in, knew what she had to do to get her foot in. The the door mm-hmm. and now she's like okay back to my roots and what i actually like to sing and i thought that was a smart business um plan <laughs> yeah yeah but but it's but when we were growing up kathleen and i that that sort of transition between sort of you had very few female artists mm-hmm. to someone who's complete trailblazer and it's exciting i think to see it happen and mm-hmm. um you know, I do think there are a couple of artists out there like that now, but um, I mean, in terms of female mentors, who do you feel like is your biggest female mentor now? Oh, my mom. No. Oh, see, oh, I love that answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. There's, she had there's said no, hello. There's no, uh, <laughs> there's That's no all you other have to say. Okay, that. you don't have to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope that that goes for your children as well. Yeah, it, me too. Honestly, <laughs> when, when they get older, I'm 24 right now, and I, I know oh, even when... Even when I was a teenager, I I didn't want to admit it, but I, my mom is, has been my rock since oh, day one. The best. You know, and she gives the best advice. Like anytime I have an issue, she's the only person that I'll call because she's the only one I trusted to give me the right answer. You know, that's really I love that. No, I this gets to the point that we were talking about earlier, which is when we. When we're around like people in their twenties, and we are thinking of them as our contemporaries, and they're looking at us like they're we're, a mother, we're the mothers, um, yeah, it's scary. Right? We were talking about this earlier. So I have a twenty-year-old daughter, yeah, and so her friends will come over and sit at the counter, and I will hop up on the counter stool next to them <laughs> as they're rolling their eyes. But I just I don't look. I pretend they're right. not rolling their eyes that I'm sitting there with them. But it's it's a really funny phenomenon. Like I feel Jen and I were just talking about this downstairs. Inside, I feel like, of course, I should be sitting with other 20-year-olds because right. I am still 20. Now, <laughs> time's it. up by three decades. Right, right, <laughs> like, right, right. right. And I was thinking, you know, until you catch wind of yourself, like a reflection of yourself in the phone or a glass, you're like, oh, yeah. Ooh, oh God, yeah. I'm not 20 anymore. Right. <laughs> but to feel like that inside. But I think the empowering part of that, and that's what I hope that you guys have and our daughters have, because Jenna's a daughter also is 12, right? right. Yes. And is that it's, I think that's what keeps you going. I think until I see a mirror, and I, I have to stop for a minute and go, oh boy, it's not what I thought I was going to see. Inside, I feel like there's nothing stopping us. Like, there's an issue. We see it. We can right. deal with it. We can go document these stories, and it's never going to stop. And I don't feel like my age, I, I don't know. For some reason, it doesn't come into play with this. No. I feel like I'm like, and I think you were saying the same thing as well. Like, we're yeah. out there on a mission, and we're just going to keep doing it. We're on it. a mission. And I, one of the things we were talking about before, too, when we were discussing our age is the fact that, you know, a Jennifer Aniston was just named by people the most beautiful woman in the world or whatever that is. And she's 46, 47. Right. Nice. I know she's right near my age. And it's like, okay, all right, we're still there. We still have it. <laughs> we're okay. 
you know, but it's very exciting. And I think that's a, a relatively new phenomenon that women in that age category, for late 40s, 50s, um, are still considered sexy and something to offer and beautiful. And um, it's very empowering. I, I think it's very exciting. I do too. And I think it plays into this whole thing. So again, we were talking about the confidence issue and all this these other things that go into it. But when you look at it that way, like rather than thinking, oh God, like I'm at the end. How about it's just the beginning? How about like we've got the energy. We now have the connections. We have this army of women this age who are ready to come back in. I, I think totally. it's, it's so it's invigorating. It is. And it's, it's exciting yeah. that there's so many of us who feel that way as yeah. well. Because maybe, you know, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, there were the few. There were the minority of women who felt like that. But I think now it, it's much more of a majority of women who feel that there's no barrier, mm-hmm. you know. But, and, and now collectively and as this group going into this, we, we can actually do this. Right. And we're doing it. Yes. I mean, look what Jen's doing. Jen has done it. In well, like 24 hours, Jen did it. Pro- <laughs> no, we're in the process of doing it. But, you know, it's, it's, we were talking about this earlier too, which is this idea of like the time is now. You know, it's if you're in our category, which is, you know, you're in your late 40s, whatever, 40s, 50s, 20s, 20s, right. Those of you on Facebook Live <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the time is now. Like, don't be worried about failing and don't be worried about um you know kind of not necessarily succeeding in what you're going out to do just go out and do it and just go out and try and you know the worst that happens is you fail and the fact of the matter is it's okay you know I feel like with my daughter who's 12 one of the reasons that I felt strongly about going back and doing something is because I felt like I really wanted to um give her uh, an example, you know, I, first of all, I feel very, very strongly that girls today should have an identity, should be self-sufficient, should have, um, should really strive to be financially independent. That's how I grew up. And I feel that some of the girls today, the way you see it on social media, I, I'm not sure the direction that that generation is going. It makes me a little nervous, but like, you have to be financially independent, whatever that takes. And from there, you can do whatever you want to do. But as long as you can always count on yourself to support yourself, I think it's critical to do it. Um, it was very important to me growing up. And I want to instill that in my daughter, that you can do whatever you want to do. As long as you can support yourself, do not rely on anybody else. Um, you know, there may come a time that you want to take a break in your career and that's okay. And one of the things I feel very strongly about is no judgment because one of the things we've learned in this journey of creating our prey is that every woman's story is unique. The reason they leave the workforce, the reason they come back into the workforce, it's different, you know? And I think a lot of times this entire group is just sort of put into one bucket and it's really a disservice because, you know, some some women leave the workforce because they can't afford childcare. Some women leave the workforce because they want to be home with their kids. And some women re-enter the workforce because they need the money. Some women because they're ambitious. You know, everyone's different. And I think that it's really important not to judge another person's journey. And I have friends that I love in my core that are perfectly happy being stay-at-home moms. And I think it's fantastic. But for me personally, I'm so, I'm a worker bee. I love working. I identify myself as a worker. And so 
I think it's so important to understand the only journey that matters is yours and to make sure that you put yourself on a trajectory and a path that's important to you. And, um, and so that's one of the messages we're out there trying to send. And, and Jen and I were talking about this earlier as well, that you're going to encounter, and everybody does, and Mariah and Jade, you guys are going to encounter this too, as young as you guys are, the naysayers. They're always going to be the naysayers. Haters going to hate. Oh, haters so going to hate. Haters going to hate. Thank you, Taylor Swift. Um, so we, and I was telling Jen my story, that I told somebody about what I was embarking upon, and someone I'd known for 13 years, we were very, very good friends, and to the day I die, we'll never reveal her name, because I actually think it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. And she rolled her eyes and she sighed in disgust and she walked away. And every time Morph Mom comes up, she wants nothing to do with the conversation. And it hurt my feelings years ago. Until recently, I spoke with someone who was talking about um, it, it calling transferring your baggage. And it's not you. It's their issue. And whatever their issue may be, it may be that they're not there. They're not ready to go there. And if they acknowledge that somebody else is doing something, maybe they'll feel less about themselves. And I don't want anyone to feel badly about themselves, but rather than me getting upset with them, it's more an empathy thing. Now I understand that maybe they're not in a position to understand. And I think that's one of the most valuable lessons I took away from this, thinking that regardless of what other people think, I'm going to do this. Like it's not, and it's their issue, it's not mine. Right. And I think that's also a great lesson for you guys, for younger millennials as well, that you can't go on what others say or what others do. And I know you know that innately, but to look, to recognize that as it, it's their issue, that they're having an issue with what they're going through. You yourself, like you just said, like Jen said, your journey is your journey. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's right. has nothing to do with what their, their view is on, on your passion or your choice. So Mariah, I have a question for you. So if somebody were to say to you, so you said, I gave up corporate and yeah. I went to, to the music world. Mm-hmm. And did you have, now at your age, did you have naysayers at that point? Um, a lot of people my age were like, go for it. Um, you know, my mom, of course, was a little worried. <laughs> you <laughs> know, the, yeah. the first thing she thought, well, how are you going to pay your rent? <laughs> it makes sense, you know. Um, so it, it, I mean, naysaying, not so much. I had a lot of support from my dad. Um, I went back to school. I tried that. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I accomplished a lot of things for my own personal journey and I'm, I'm proud of myself. So I think that regardless of what anybody had to say, I'm pretty sure people said some things behind my back. Like I have one friend who decided to finally start corporate now and she's like, Oh, well, when are you going to go back to work? You know, like, it, like if it's Ugh. just absurd that I'm not working right now as you know, in my age and I'm just like, you know, my path is going to take its course and I'm going to figure out where it's going to take me and I'm okay with that. So like kind of what you said, you know, it just, it, it it all falls into place as long as you know what you're doing. I I have to say that I love this about millennials because I don't think Gen Xers had this like chutzpah, right? Like (laughs) nothing like this. We like graduated school and we're like, we're going, we're working. And it's interesting (laughs) because now I go out and I talk to a lot of companies and I hear you know, oh, it's very difficult to recruit women. And it's very difficult to recruit millennials. They don't want to come work at this place. They don't. Want... And I'm like, where are they going? And you know what? They're like forging their own paths. And I think it's amazing. It's something that our generation, I feel like, didn't have. Mm-mm. You know, it's but it, but it's also interesting when you look at when I graduated law school. The idea of like starting up or being an entrepreneur was almost radical. You know, it was like. <laughs> 
Really? It was like, who are those crazy people going to start a company? Right? It was very, it was very out there. And now today, it's not out there. And you can forge your own path. Look, and as you and I both know, it's not easy. You know, so starting your own company and doing your own thing, we were talking before, it's very difficult. And it has its highs and lows. And a day can have a high and it can have a low. And, um, you know, it's we talked a lot about perseverance. And I think that, you know, a woman in this demographic, you have to persevere. You have to believe in yourself. You have to go out there and you have to do it. And even if people are telling you and knocking you down, just keep going. And that's one of the things that I feel like is such an important message to this group. Because every day there will be a reason to quit. Every day there will be someone telling you to quit. Oh, we have a caller. Uh (laughs) This is so exciting. Book live. I keep saying FaceTime. Facebook live. We have actually a caller. Hello. Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. Can you hear Hi. Who is this? Uh, This is Amy from New York. Hi, Amy from New York. Do you have a question for us tonight? Thank you for calling in, by the way. Oh, sure. Yes. I actually have a two-part question for uh, Jen, who's on the air. Okay. Oh, that's so exciting. A two-part question. Okay. I'm going to have to focus. Go ahead. Um, my question, my first question is, can you give some examples of some actual companies who are looking for women in this demographic? Yes. It's- and my second part is, can you talk about how your website actually helps women prepare to go back to work? Well, that's so. That's such a great question. Thank you so much. So, um, yes. Yeah, so, the 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 purpose of Apre is to really go out and seek companies that are interested in this demographic of women returning to the workforce, and um, you know, really providing the value that this demographic brings. So, we launched just a couple of weeks ago. And um, we had amazing companies sign on. We had Major League Baseball who really believe in women. They understand the value of, quote, moms, um, you know, around the United States. We have the Carlisle Group, SiriusXM. We just had HubSpot sign up, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. I mean, amazing companies, um, Rothschild, uh, just really, really great companies who believe in this demographic. And, um, Amy, what was your second part of your question? <laughs> I'm forgetting already. Um, you, you talked a little bit about your website. Can you, can you talk about how it actually helps women prepare to go back oh, to work? Oh, yes. So, so, right. So our website, which is apregroup.com, A-P-R-E-S group.com. So if you come onto our website, you become a member, which uh, is free. Uh, we have two levels of membership. We have a free level, which is basically you 20 seconds to fill out a profile. You then get to see all of our companies. And the companies that are on our site are companies who have basically said, we are interested in your demographic. We want to see women that are reentering the workforce. And um, so when you come onto our website and you look at the um, companies we've partnered with, We've talked to every single one of those companies. We've explained to them the value of this demographic, and they're very excited about hiring women that are reentering the workforce. Um, we also provide original content. We have, you know, about 30-something original articles. We have um, skill polishing. We have a roster of coaches that we have vetted personally. Um, we have communities. So it's a really great website to sort of 
for this demographic as a whole to sort of find, you know, a community that's similar to you and to help you really get ready to reenter the workforce and find a job that's works for you. So that's the concept of the website. And, um, we're really excited about it. I mean, we launched two weeks ago. We already have 10,000 members. I may have said this earlier. We have great corporate partners. Um, we're t- in talks with 250 companies from around the country that are amazing companies. Yeah, no, it's unbelievable. I'm telling you, it's a revolution. And um, it's very, very exciting. And, um, you know, we just feel it's a win-win. It's a win for women trying to re-enter the workforce. It's a win for these companies that are looking for talent and looking for gender diversity, especially in this mid to senior level position. And um, so we're very, very excited about our platform and excited how it's going so far. We've gotten tremendous press. I mean, Vogue just wrote about us yesterday. I was telling you that earlier. I mean, we're in Vogue. It's very exciting. (laughs) So thank you, Amy, so much for calling. Thank you. Thank you for calling. So for those of you just joining us, um, it's Morph Mom Moments. And thank you for all my returning listeners. And thank you for any new listeners that we have tonight. Again, uh, I am sitting here with the amazing Jen from Apre. And we're talking just in general tonight. The amazing Jen from Apre. The amazing Jen from (laughs) Apre. And the amazing Mariah as well as our co-host. And uh, again, if you if you are coming on tonight, come to morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com, and you can hear all about this. Our, our recording will be up on morphmom.com, and we also have an iTunes podcast. So for those of you who are just tuning in and have to hear the first, uh, my math is terrible, 40 minutes perhaps of this, um, you can hear it on the podcast tomorrow, iTunes Morph Mom Moments podcast. And those of you who want to call in, it's 212-631-7553. And we're basically talking tonight about this revolution that's going on and how women, uh, we have more qualities and more things that we can provide to those out there. And it's just coming in as a connecting army of women to share that we can. Because sometimes it's hard on your own to, to share what you have. When you come in as a force, when you come in as an army, it's a lot easier to, to uh, sort of show what others have as well as yourself. It's a lot easier to then bring it on. And we're sitting here with Mariah and Jade, who are much younger than we are, although we feel like we're 20 years old. And, and we look like we're 20 year olds. For those of you who have if not looked right. at the, face, <laughs> the Facebook Live tonight, Jen does. I do right. not. No, no. Just pretend. You guys look great. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. 24 year old Mariah. That's right. You. My daughter is 20. They're only four years older. Mm-hmm. But just sort of the difference in what it's like, even how Jen and I grew up um, now in our, we're very young 40s very young 40s (laughs) and and you guys in your very early 20s and even what a difference the world is now between what we faced when we came out of college you had to get a job and you sort of knew the parameters of that job and you know the entrepreneurial world for us was not readily available it was not readily But you know you raise a really interesting point which is how different things are from a technological standpoint today But what's really interesting and what we're hearing from companies is the real skills, which are the people skills, right, the soft skills, are so critical today. The ability to connect with people, the ability to consensus build, the ability to manage people, that's that's something that's learned and that's something that's invaluable to companies. And so while technology is really important and we were talking about um, social media, right, before and how like social media is driving everything and how do you do Twitter? My God, we don't know how to do Twitter. <laughs> and, and what is uh, the verb? Do you yeah. tweet? Do you tweet? Do you tweet? 
And like, it's so time consuming. Who has the time to do all this stuff? But like, but the fact of the matter is, is that the skills that we have had and that we have sort of created and, and fostered and grown over our lifetime, our companies are thirsty for it. Companies are thirsty for people who can connect with other people. And so it shouldn't go overlooked. So a lot of times, you know, we talked about lack of confidence. And when we were sort of gearing up to launch our company, we ran a, a few focus groups. And this is where we sort of learned that this group as a whole lacks confidence. And it really became these focus groups almost became like therapy sessions, right? It was once one person started sharing their stories, everyone shared their stories. And it was like, oh, my gosh, we're all feeling the same way. And the lack of confidence, again, I talked about how I think it's because corporate America is not out there saying, we want you back. The fact of the matter is that corporate America does want this group back. They don't necessarily know how to connect with this group. Mm -hmm. And I think they don't necessarily know when a resume comes across their desk with a gap in it, how to deal with it. And again, we're trying to change that. But don't lose sight of the fact that you do have value that you do have a lot to offer to companies and it shouldn't be overlooked. And when you're applying to companies to be confident and to stand up for what you know you can offer that company, and it is quite tremendous. And and companies are really, like I said, thirsty for those skills. It's so interesting because we think, oh, social media, like right away, social media, and I, Snapchat and Instagram and Twitter. And I still don't know Snapchat. I, I, don't, I don't understand I don't it. I don't get it. I don't love the thought of it. But My daughter's friends Snapchat me all the time. I don't quite understand uh, it. And I know it disappears quickly. And I think I've been I in guess. some pictures to others that I'm not There's sure. There's 24 <laughs> hours and then they're deleted forever. Supposedly. Yeah. Wait, unless unless you save them. They're, they're um, 15 seconds uh, videos and they last 20, uh, 24 hours. This is just terrifying. All of this information. So, yes, the pictures terrifying. on Snapchat of you were there for 24 whole hours. Oh. Yeah, but somebody can just take a screenshot. They and can, they but, it, yeah. but you get a notification if somebody screenshots your stuff. Oh, okay. you do. And, and then, then it makes them do? look creepy. And then what do you do? <laughs> yeah, but then they still have it. I don't get it. Well, then you just know, you know you have a creepy, creepy friend. <laughs> but all of this is so, like, it's just terrifying. So when we enter, so, right, so we come back and we think, oh, I don't know anything about this, the Twitter, all of these things. And I think that's a huge obstacle walking. You think, well, I have not been, you know, I'm two decades behind social media, so where do I even begin? But what Jen just said, that the value that we have, and even what Mariah said tonight, that she goes to her mother for guidance. She goes to her mother for decisions. She goes to her mother for, to see you know how to handle a situation yeah that's what we have and i think well i'm assuming i have that my kids may be sitting here saying no she doesn't <laughs> that's what most of us have okay i'm not going to presume have. that i have but that that we have to offer that gets so put under the rug like no one even notices and the value of that i think is it's it lasts forever yes but and like we, you just said yeah and what's exciting about sort of our group and our demographic is that we're excited to empower others. Mm -hmm. When I was 28, I'm not sure I had that, right? <laughs> I'm not sure I was so excited to empower others. Now I'm really excited to empower others. I want to empower younger women. I want to help them in their career. And I want to make it easier for them than what I had. And that's extremely valuable, again, to companies. So, you know, look, I mean... I really do believe there is a revolution out there. I believe that things are beginning to change. Um, 
I, I strongly believe in my core that companies are beginning to understand the value of this demographic. And at Apre, we're really trying to really make that change. Um, and I, I can't believe this. We have two minutes to go for tonight. It's really gone by very quickly. Hasn't it gone I have quickly? Say, yes. so we're definitely going to get Jen back in here again. Yeah, hopefully. it's really yeah, amazing, actually. Um, and I, I can't thank you enough I've for had coming. It's so much fun. It's fun. Isn't I could it? talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> See, and all of you out there. Uh, Let's talk about how young we are. Yes, we, we would like to tell you that we look very, very young until I see my face on the Facebook thing tonight. I keep saying, you know what it's called, on the Facebook Live. So be kind on your comments, please. <laughs> Just reinforce yes. that I think I'm still 21. Tell us how young we look. Yes, please. <laughs> but I can't thank you all for tuning in tonight. I can't thank Mariah and Jade enough tonight. And I can't thank my amazing, what was the tagline I gave? My amazing guest, Jen. The amazing Jen from Abri. <laughs> But I think the the point of it is that we can sit here and talk about how much we want to help women, and we can. And women, uh, what we have out there, and those of you listening out there, we have so much to give, and people know it, and they want us there. So we're just going to be the conduit to get you where you want to be. So I encourage you to go to a pray and and see where to go, how to start, and come to Morph Mom. Come to morphmom.com. And that's why we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to work together. We're joining forces. We're joining forces. And this army of women, can you imagine? We're unstoppable. Yeah. You all know that. It's it's just an amazing revolution that's going on out there. So once again, thank you all for tuning in tonight. And um, I look forward to having you all next week. Uh, Again, Thursday night, 7 to 8. And uh, we have a special guest next week. Arianne Huffington will be coming to talk about her new book, Dream. Very exciting. Um, and you know, every Thursday night, it's just another amazing woman talking about amazing women's stories and what we can do. And again, I appreciate all of you for listening and I hope you come back again and again, morphmom.com, M-O-R-P-H-M-O-M.com to see who's coming up. And we should be up tonight. If you've missed any of our show, you'll be able to hear Jen. And if not tomorrow morning, iTunes podcast, morphmommoments.com. And, um, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening in served honorably in our nation's armed forces and you're looking for a way to continue serving your fellow veterans in your community, then join AMVETS. Each year, AMVETS members volunteer millions of hours at VA health care facilities from coast to coast, helping to improve the lives of their fellow veterans through the VA Voluntary Services Program. AMVETS posts and departments also participate in a wide variety of community service projects, ranging from Americanism in our schools to supporting the Special Olympics and Boy Scouts of America. If you no longer wear the uniform today, you can still serve through the AMVETS by joining today at AMVETS.org. Hi, I'm Janice Ian. Do you remember how excited you were at the start of summer every year and how the summer just started to drag on after a few months and you couldn't wait to get back to school, see your old friends, make new friends, get new books and a new locker and a clean slate? Well, you should have been excited about music class, too, because that was a special room where you went to sing, perform with your friends, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff about great composers, instruments, different kinds of music and songs. We remember our music teachers because they were so passionate about helping us learn to love music. They helped to spark a love for listening to notes and voices and rhythms that continues to enrich our lives even today. I bet your kids feel the same way about music class. Ask them and make sure they get involved with music in school and in their lives. A PSA brought to you by MENC, the National Association for Music Education, and the National Anthem Project, the campaign to restore America's voice through music education. Music, part of a sound education.
voted number one jazz cabaret club by New York Magazine, the Metropolitan Room is one of the most critically acclaimed venues in New York City and is known as the home for big-name talents and rising stars. Known as a celebrity hangout, the Metropolitan Room is a high-end cabaret and jazz club and brings the best in live music to New York City every night of the week. Fabulous award-winning Broadway, TV, film, and radio performers take the stage in an intimate 115-seat elegant venue. Aside from the great highly professional artistic shows and audience, Metropolitan Room provides an exceptional appetizer and dessert menu as well as exotic and specialty drinks prepared by top New York City bartenders. The Metropolitan Room is located at 34 West 22nd Street, conveniently located near public transportation. For information or reservations, call area code 212-206-0440. Once again, the area code is 212-206-0440. Or go to their website at www.metropolitanroom.com. You are listening to the title track off the new City Boys All-Stars album, When You Needed Me. The City Boys All-Stars will be performing at the Cutting Room on 44 East 32nd Street in New York City, 10 p.m. hit. For ticket information, call 212-691-1900. Once again, City Boys All-Stars Cutting Room, August 28th. Sparky the Fire Dog here. Protect your family from fire. Make sure your home has smoke alarms in every bedroom, outside your sleeping areas, and on every level of your home, even your basement. For games and activities, go to sparky.org. We want to keep you, your family, and your community safer from fire. This message brought to you by the National Fire Protection Association and your local fire department. Visit sparky.org. Hi, I'm Danny Iowa. You may know me as an actor, but one of the things that I'm most proud of is my service to this country. In the Army, I saw firsthand how training and discipline instill a value that create great leadership abilities and a can-do spirit. Those same strong values